Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, folks and people. I'm excited to chat with you today. My guest today joining us from Florida is Fernando Clemente, who is the owner and president of Digital Mules. Fernando, what's happening today? How's it going, Anthony? Thank you so much. Ah, I'm doing awesome. So tell our listeners a little bit about you, how you got to where you are, and what excites you on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I started in uh, retail, pretty much. I worked my way up from cashier all the way up to upper management. And, you know, I worked a big majority of my career in retail and uh, wanted to get into something different. And I went into banking. And then after banking, I went into uh, insurance. And funny enough, I was in a a different conversation when I was talking to someone about my, my background. They were like, were you that wise early on that you picked your industry st- strategically to learn about, you know, inventory management and retail and then finances through the banking and risk management through insurance. And I was like, no, but I think my old self every day for that. <laughs> it was a, a very interesting, you know, sort of change and, and it happened due to, you know, connections and timing. And I'm always grateful for that. And I always had a side hustle going. I think I always wanted to strive to be an entrepreneur, which is very scary to take the leap when, you know, from an early age, I had a salary plus benefits plus paid time off plus all these different things that made me feel really comfortable in that space so then previous side hustle from this was actually i had a content creation company for realtors i ended up pretty much selling that company off to the previous partners and then kicking off this project which is now digital meals so i've been in this project for about you know, the last five years, basically. Um, but two years ago is when I went full-time. And then basically, if you look at the growth we've had in the last two years, it went from this being my side hustle and taking the leap to you know 22 employees now here in the US. And if I were to tell you one thing that definitely you know keeps me motivated or, or gets me out of bed in the mornings, um, it's just overall creating a platform that I've never seen before in terms of understanding ideas and implementing those. So I know for a fact that if any of my previous you know, employers would have shown me that type of platform, I'd still be there. So I think that that's what I'm striving for, right? I'm striving for a platform where uh, my team can look at the growth of the company as their own growth and be able to, to, to expand further and hopefully beyond, they've, beyond anything they ever imagined. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm really big on kind of platform companies when I look and say like, hey, what's going to be next? It is a platform. So I think that's really cool. So let's take a step back. You said, hey, I thank my younger self for it. And the past couple of years have been really big for your growth. So if you sort of did like a Monday morning quarterback kind of view of it, what has been the growth from employee to side hustle guy to like full on agency owner? And what are some of those like the lessons that you learned, some of those ahas and maybe some of those like big challenges that you had to face personally along the way? Yeah, no, I mean, and I think we can also tie this back in with uh, if you look at what's happened in the last two years, you know, with the pandemic and things like that, I think that getting into that growth mindset or that quarterback planning Monday mornings, I think that's that's really helpful. But I think the transition that we can take a look at is, you know, from an employee standpoint, I think I was just, uh, I was humbled to just be employed and understand a bit better of what what makes this an organization, right? What part am I playing? What part is my manager playing? What part is my manager's manager playing? And just understanding structure. I think that then the side hustle, I just wanted kind of like frontline experience of what that would look like. And I think that 
you hear this a lot, you know, and at, at the time is when a lot of uh, influential entrepreneurs were coming out with a lot of speeches. And, you know, I remember, you know, hearing a couple of, of entrepreneurs having the same common theme of just like, just go for it. And as you fail or, or necessarily, you know, find opportunities that you learn that are, are not successes, you're going to move closer to success uh, a lot quicker, which I think in turn helped me out with the side hustle. And then going into the agency side, I think that uh, discipline and consistency is probably the biggest lesson I've learned. Uh, I think that when you look at your full-on team and your full-on organization, it kind of, it's like a, like a seesaw that tipped over, right? Before I was looking up to see how everyone played a role in the organization. And now I'm kind of looking and, and, and on the other side of the seesaw and understanding how do I move everything upwards, you know, me being that, that baseline, right. Which is very different because I have to understand development, personal goals, and, and just being invested not only in the project for yourself, but being invested in those relationships with the people that are helping you make this dream come true. Yeah, I love that. And it's so there's a couple of things I took away from that that I really like. So one was, you know, as you were going through that process and when we kicked off, you said, hey, you know, how did you know? Did you know you were going to be in those industries? But I, what I think I, I took away from that is because you had the growth mindset, you were looking. I think some people placed with the exact same opportunity would be like, oh, this job is garbage. I hate my life. Whereas you took the opportunity to use it as a, as a building block, as a platform and say, what can I take away from this? You didn't know you were going to be in entrepreneurship, but you like made the most of the opportunity and pulled everything to your, into you. Two, discipline and consistency as a business owner, which I think is critical um, at any level, whether you're an employee or entrepreneur and, and developing those habits. And we talked a little bit about habits in our pre-call. And I've never heard the analogy of a seesaw, but as you were saying it, I was thinking of the word see and saw. (laughs) And and I don't know if that's where it came from, but basically you're like, oh, I see up and then I saw down and really business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders. I think one of the most critical components is perspective is in you, you can't just have your own perspective. You need to have everybody's perspective. And what I think is cool about your companies, because you're globally distributed, you know, your perspective and your understanding of not just the Latin American market because of where you are in Florida, but globally how people work together is critical to marketing success. So let's talk about perspective. As you look at the world, as you put your lens into people, into marketing, into needs, what drives that, that thinking process and what's sort of top of mind for you on most days? Yeah, I think top of mind is going to be transparency and communication. I think that that's top of mind when it comes down to perspective, because I, I think that in a lot of instances, we can get caught up in the day-to-day and, and we like putting things off because it's comforting. So I think that you have to be transparent with one of the things that you're putting off and understand how to prioritize those and then communicate that over uh, to your team, to your clients, to anything that's happening. And I think some clear examples here are, I think you have to look at what are your open items? And I think that keeping some sort of a to-do list. So I actually keep, where's my journal? I keep uh, an actual like physical journal that I write in every single morning and I do my personal to-dos and then I do my you know, meal to-dos. And basically in there, what I like to do is also uh, prioritize, right? What, what do I need today? What can I do tomorrow? And what can I do before the end of the week? And communicating that over to the clients, communicating that over to the team. So if I can take a look and, and transparently talk to my team and say, hey, is this something that's achievable and attainable in the timeline that the client wants? Not being afraid to go back and push a little bit and say, hey, this is where we stand. This is where, where we're at. I think that in the matter of perspective, you have to define your mission and understand your goals. And that'll help you get really good perspective over your current 
I guess, track, right? Your, your current um, lane. And then as you hear feedback and as you get into conversation and as you transparently talk through a project or an idea or a campaign, you're going to get to place those perspectives into your lane and be able to either go further or have to stop and retrace where you're going. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. And now get us back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a lot about you in your lane and being understood. Now you have the stuff that you're doing. You have that big picture perspective. How do you view, this is a two-part question, how do you view the balance between strategy and operations and why is a burro so important to getting good work done? <laughs> so, so I mean, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of points there. Um, obviously, like you said, it's a two part question. But when you look at uh, a strategy and, and operations, I think that the linking part there, it's I don't know, it might be redundant, it might be a little uh, corny, but it's execution. I think that you you can sit there and brainstorm with your team all the time. You can sit there and brainstorm with you know your your upper level management, you know your uh, assistants with anyone that you're you're talking to. But I think that you have to come up with actionable items. Um, that turn into processes that can then be solved without you. And I think that that now leads into a new, a new sector, right? Or, or I guess a new topic, which is just also, you know, delegation and quality control and quality assurance. So I think that between both, I think that the strategy is awesome. And I love brainstorming. I think that you need to have actionable items out of those brainstorming sessions. And then you need to put that into a list with due dates and then move that into, I guess, you know, the operations side of it, which is the one that's going to execute. Yeah, absolutely. And for those playing at home, the why, why I mentioned Abuno is, you know, working equine. Uh, and since it's a digital mule, the ones that are actually like getting the stuff done, sometimes slowly, maybe not you guys, but you know, <laughs> it, it gets a job done. And so it's important to have the strategy, big picture, you have somebody who can do the execution, like get the job done. And then what I heard out of what you shared, Fernando, is the importance of decision making. You can talk around something all day, but if you're not moving forward, it's not going to make a difference. Also, shout out to my friends, Brooke USA, one of our clients, uh, but they support a charity supporting working equines around the world. So a little plug for them. They're out of actually uh, Florida as well, Wellington. Oh, nice. nice. Um, so shout out Brooke USA. Okay. We talked about perspective. We talked about digital uh, marketing. We talked about decision-making. Your past job in real estate, in the world of sort of digital photography, but we're like the Matterport for the brand name of taking uh, pictures. So why do you think that walkthroughs of apartments and buildings is so important for decision-making for a purchaser? And this is going to hopefully tie into everything yeah, yeah, yeah. strategically, but go from there. Yeah, I think it also uh, goes back in that theme I just mentioned before when we spoke about perspective. And that's just transparency, right? I think you can make a picture look really good and, and edit it really well. But I think that if I can walk through uh, unedited pictures and visuals of an apartment, um, I'll be able to understand a bit further of what I'm getting. And I think that that 
that's a recurring theme in our culture here at Digital Meals. Uh, we're just very transparent. We even give um, our uh, clients access to our project management tool. So at any point, they can literally see what we're working on and what we're doing and where we're at with any request or any monthly deliverable or anything like that. So yeah, I think that that's just you know a very big part of business in general. And obviously now that the business world has taken a very drastic turn towards the digital side of things that people are looking for that. They're looking for for a company being genuine and a company being transparent, a company being very honest. So that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, absolutely. So talked about transparency, talked about openness, talked about putting stuff in place. What are some lessons that you had to learn the hard way? Or what are some things that you're still struggling with as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an agency leader? And maybe if you have like two or three that you're like, oh, like this sucked and I don't want to do that again. Yeah, uh, I think SOPs are probably <laughs> like the one the one side that it's just like it's really challenging to get to because it's you it's in your head and you know that it's quicker for you to get things done yourself. And I think that as a business owner, you take pride in doing that. You take pride in carrying over, you know, any hard task that's happening, any hard task tasks that you want to do. And yeah, it might take you 30 minutes to solve it and two hours to write the SOP. But when you look at a whole year span and how many times you have to do that 30 minute task, as opposed to those two hours you could have invested initially to write out that SOP. And I think that's one. And I think another thing I had to learn very early on was be really transparent and again, set goals with the team and trust and just you know blindly trust and say, I know this is going to happen. And I think another concept that I struggle with as well, since you're so attached to the image is that your organization is one thing and you are another thing. So let's say, for example, if we missed the deadline by one day, I would freak out. You know, I would just be completely just like, you know, it was like chaos. It was just one day. Um, and then when I started looking at you, we just have to communicate over what's going on with our side and the reason why it's not going to be ready on time or the reason why, you know, we had to push it one more day or anything like that. I think that those are probably the ideas that were you know, pretty hard for me to, to, to get through. And I had to grow immensely for me to be able to get to the point where here's a new hire you know, in two weeks, they're going to be doing their own thing. And, you know, I, at this point, I'm no longer involved with certain positions. So it's also kind of one of those things where you're just like, well, forget about it. Set your goals. As long as those goals are being met and, and you know, your culture is being upheld strongly, then you're in a good, good standing position. Yeah, absolutely. So I hear like, again, it goes back to that transparency, letting people know how they're going to be successful, empowering people to make sure that they can win, uh, communicate so that if stuff happens, which it inevitably will, that you can connect with people and really get clear on that. And then the other part is just interesting is the balance between you and your organization. And I think especially for smaller and sort of scaling up businesses, that line is so fine. Like trying to take yourself out of the business is, is a critical component. Okay. As we finish up here, what has been the biggest aha moment for you as you think of managing your workforces around the States and around the world? What were some of the things either from a CEO owner perspective or from like a team building capacity perspective of getting, having to work or getting to work with people in different geographic locations and cultures even. Yeah. So I would say documentation, uh, inclusiveness, and then investing in their goals. I just talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, once every so often and being like, how are you doing? You know, what do you like the most about the job? Where are there some opportunities for us to do here? You know, I do this with every single person. So, you know, there are there are months where you know I commit 22 hours plus into understanding what's going really well in this department or for this person, what is not going so well, and what's the area of opportunity, and then where do they want to be next year and the next three years, and then start understanding that again. If we look at the beginning of creating that platform, I think that that helps me now start understanding who is this person becoming 
for, for this platform, for this organization. In a lot of instances, you can see the next position that's going to open because you start understanding needs as you gather feedback on the opportunities for each one of these positions. So I would say the biggest aha thing is just fully committing to those, to those um, chats, right? To that one hour that you're going to have with this person, those 30 minutes you're going to have with this person and writing things down. And once again, that I consider that a brainstorming session. So what is it going to have? It's going to have actionable items. It's going to have dates for us to execute and it's going to have uh, KPIs, hopefully. Mm, absolutely. And what I took from that out of what you shared is not only are you communicating down and talking to them and, and getting the information, making sure that they're supported and successful, but you're really like pulling in opportunities. You are, you know, creating the strategy from what they're saying, you know, those brainstorming sessions can create great ideas, but you're saying, Hey, like, how do I implement that? And then, you know, came up twice. SOPs, standardization, uh, clarity on roles, responsibilities. Shout out Trainual, uh, one of our past guests, Chris Ronzio, a great platform for uh, creating SOPs. So check that out. Fernando, as we finish up here, what's one piece of advice you'd like to leave our senior managers and leaders and how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one piece of advice is take a look at your brand as a whole, take a look at where you stand today. I think that in a lot of instances, we get uh, tied up on the day to day and we don't get to take a step back and see, is my image up to standard? Is my website up to standard? You know, is my strategy up to standard? Is my execution up to standard? And take a look at the brand as a whole. Maybe it's time for a rebranding. Maybe it's time for a refresher. Maybe it's time for you to evaluate everything together because now marketing has become a necessity, right? The, the client buying cycle now is they hear about you, they look up your socials, they look up your reviews, they look up your website. And then and only then, if you look you know, somewhat up to the, the current day standard, they might decide to trust you, might still need a little bit of extra work. Um, so that's my advice right there. I think that you know, every six months, every year, you should be looking at your overall market and uh, your overall brand. Uh, but that being said, to reach out to me, digitalmeals.com. Uh, you can go on there. We have multiple ways to contact, uh, chatbot, uh, contact form, and also, you know, phone number that you can call right into the office. And also on LinkedIn, Fernando Clemente, if you find me, connect with me, follow me. We're posting content on there all the time. And uh, let me know if you guys need anything. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put your contact information in the show notes. So if you want to connect from him there, Fernando, it's been awesome chatting with you. Thanks so much for the time today. It's, uh, it's been a blast. Same here. I appreciate it, Anthony. I had a blast. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Fernando Clemente, who is the owner and president of Digital Mules. So if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate it five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Follow Fernando, reach out to us, and we're just happy to share with you. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. And until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it, it'll help your team think more strategically, and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's going to give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus you can use the code podcast for $100 off. Course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course, 
Use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.